1: It is here. Steelers training camp is officially starting. We're turning it into high gear here on the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. I'm Jay York Football. This is Miked Up Sports 1, and we are going to preview the Steelers 2023 training camp. I almost forgot what year it is, man. <laughs> Sammy, I know.
0: roll it. Turn up your volume, volume.
1: because you're about to listen to
0: The The Sick Sick Podcast, Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris-Smith-Shields, black op takes it home, Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that, thanks to number 43. The Sickest Pittsburgh Steelers Podcast. Sports Entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. It's been a long year without football, so I, I feel that man. Who knows what what year it is at, at this point? But happy that the twenty twenty three twenty four season is about yes. to start because you always got to remember it carries over twenty twenty four when we so. win the, when we when we hoist the Lombardi right. Maybe twenty twenty five, but uh, we'll, we'll see. That's that's a conversation for another day. I think.
1: Yeah. So like I said, Steelers training camp's going to be started. Uh, we're going to be up there, you know, giving you guys all the the good stuff and, uh, you know, what we're seeing, what's going on. There's a lot of position battles that, you know, I think we'll touch on. I think the biggest thing uh, going into this year is just year two, Kenny Pickett. um, You know, this team, you know, seeing the draft picks, Joey Porter Jr., uh, Nick Herbig, um, a lot of those guys, like guys like Corey Trice Jr. that are trying to make a name for themselves. Um, Just really, if you had to pinpoint your, I don't know, I don't know how we want to call this. I don't want to say superlatives, but who needs to stick out in this training camp? Not necessarily to make the fifty-three man roster, but to get a chance week one to really make an impact immediately.
0: Good question. A uh, handful of guys that you could point to. A guy that I've been high on is Mark Robinson, linebacker, who I think has a chance to potentially break through and ultimately start over Cole Holcomb or Landon Roberts as the season continues. The cornerback battle is really interesting. Levi Wallace and Joey Porter Jr., who's going to start on the outside there because it looks like Pat Pete, uh one of the Steelers' big free agent offseason signings, is entrenched at least you know somewhere in that defensive backfield, going to play uh, almost 100% of snaps out there even at his old age. Uh, his AARP card age, but I'm going to say Calvin Austin the third. That's going to be my answer right there. The wide receiver gadget, of course, draft pick last year in the fourth round. List Frank injury prevented him from playing last season. Uh, didn't touch the field, man. Didn't even really play in the preseason because that injury happened so early on. Really unfortunate for him, and that held the Steelers' offense back to a degree. They didn't really have a, a gadget you know a guy who could go zero to 100 and take a kick return to the house or take a punt return to the house and get you a quick six they had to Mm -hmm. manufacture all these long 13 14 play drives you know there wasn't any guy really you could hit a bubble screen out there to and hope he takes it 70 yards to the house does calvin austin have that ability well to be determined you know he's like your height no offense He's like 160 pounds soaking wet, and there hasn't been a great history of NFL receivers at that height and weight being successful. You know, I tweeted about some of the guys in the league around that height who include uh, Rondell Moore from the Cardinals, who hasn't lived up to his potential, Jakeem Grant, who's played for the Bears, Dolphins, uh, so on and so forth. You know, he's like a kicker-turner-punt-turner, but not much of a, a receiving threat. At the end of the day, I think Wandell Robinson, Amari Rodgers from the Packers, absolutely has given them nothing, the receiver out of Clemson. So mm-hmm. listen, they're always outliers. I think Wandell Robinson can be pretty good. So I'm I'm just pumped to watch Calvin Austin the third man. Will he end up taking snaps from Allen Robinson, who's another new player in the slot? Uh, or is he just gonna be someone who ultimately is only a punt returner and a kick returner? to be determined man that that'll be my number one preseason game watch ca3
1: yeah so i i kind of went the same position but a different route and i think it's because of just his spectacular catches last year that you know the the ceiling on george pickens was kind of like through the roof but I think this year, ultimately, that this is what's going to separate him from an NFL superstar rather than just, hey, that's the guy that makes these amazing catches. I think that he can be consistent. I think that when the depth in receivers with Allen Robinson and, you know, all the other guys that are going to be fighting for a roster spot, as you spoke on it, Kelvin Austin third, Deontay Johnson, I just seen Kenny Pickett said, we're going to get him some touchdowns this year. I would love to see <laughs> that. I think that going into just on the specifically the offensive side of the ball I think collectively they just need to not be greedy leave the egos at home and I think that when they that's what I really see in this team this reminds me of you know a decade well you know when we won the super bowl or whenever it was you know just thinking back to you know super bowl XL really um that that was such a good locker room. I think when you have them, when you have players like Cam Hayward on the other side of the ball who are, you know, setting examples for these young guys on defense, you have, you know, Kenny, I feel like, you know, just because, you know, we covered him in, in college and stuff. He, he He's like a he's like an old soul. You know, he kind of just has that calm demeanor to him. And I really think that this year for the Steelers, the ceiling is what they want the ceiling to be. But I think it's, it starts with a collective effort, the Jalen Warrens, the you know, whoever's going to show up. Um, it doesn't matter if you're wearing black and gold and you have your name on the back of that jersey. It, it, Mike, Mike Tomlin mentality, next man up. And I think that that is going to be the biggest thing going into week one is, you know, you're starting with the 49ers. It's, uh, you know, you got you to gotta come right out the gate firing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I posed an interesting question on Twitter the other day, and I asked what would be considered a successful season for the Pittsburgh Steelers? And most of the answers I got were, you know, 10 wins, 11 wins and a playoff victory. But if you ask anybody around the Steelers who works for the Steelers, the players, they're not taking that shit. Yeah. They, they want a Super Bowl ring. You know, they don't care. They don't want to hear about every year. A second year guy. Let's get one playoff win and be content. No, they want to win the Super Bowl. Uh, You know, there have been second year quarterbacks, obviously, uh, to win Super Bowls. I'll name one Mm -hmm. for you. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. There you go right there. Uh, A guy, obviously, that, you know, probably maybe that season, you know, even the Steelers were, I think, 15 and one the year before. People probably were still like, oh, you know what? Only a second year quarterback. Mm -hmm. Joe Bettison is last year. Who knows? You know, maybe we'll take a playoff win from them. But don't tell them that, right? They went on to win, a, to win a Super Bowl. So maybe as fans, analysts, onlookers, we probably can surmise that this team is not Super Bowl ready on paper. But don't tell them that because that's, that's the goal. That's a successful yeah. season for them. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing else. Nope. You know, wild card win, playoff game, and then elimination – you're not going to go to Coach Tomlin and he's going to be like, yeah, you know what? We nailed this season. This is exactly what we wanted. No, nah, guys, are going to be disappointing.
1: Yeah, and, and along with the Super Bowl, I think that we want to give a big shout out to our two new sponsors. First, starting out with Brushes and Beans. It's a local coffee shop. Caffeinate and create at Brushes and Beans Cafe. Visit them at five. Five zero William Penn Highway in the beautiful city of Murraysville, not too far from my house. Uh, they have live music, um, just a bunch of creative stuff going on. Mark over there he's such a great guy uh, I'm going to be stopping by this week to get some coffee, maybe some tea, you know check out check out some live music, so make sure you get down the brushes and bean right on William Penn Highway in Murraysville, and then also, before you go to Brushes and Bean to get your coffee, make sure we we just started our other partnership with Yin's Clothing and we have a code. It is SICK15 and they have a variety of stuff over there. You'll be able to check out all for your black and gold, whatever team you're cheering on or maybe something for your mom and dad, grandpa, aunt, uncle. You know, they're coming in from out, out of town. Give them some, you know some shoppians gear. So make sure you head over to the website before you go to the coffee shop, throw that on, but make sure it doesn't matter what you spend. Use our code sick 15. That is sick 15, 15% off. Boom. at checkout. You'll be looking fly wherever you go, go to brushes and beans, go to get your coffee, go to get a permani sandwich. It's a Pittsburgh thing. Now let's get back to Steeler football. So Let me see. What are your thoughts on this Alex Highsmith uh, signing? Uh, Because I think that he said himself that that was so big. Because no one wants to go. We've seen what happened with Deontay Johnson. No one wants to go and bring. Because then you're 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 drawing away. You're trying to grow. It, 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 um, when you're at training camp and then you, you just, you know, it it's, it's a distraction. So I really, and I know we know Alex High Smith. He's been on the show before. Um, mm-hmm. just great family, great guy. So couldn't happen to a better person. I mean, I, I think that, you know, people can say what they want. He has TJ Watt on the other, this and that, but that's, that it's, it's a team sport. And if, if a, having a player on the team lifts and boosts the morale of the players around them, that's, that's what we're here for. So the Alex Highsmith signing, A++ plus for me, um, just great stuff. Just wanted to get your take on that.
0: Yeah, I feel that. I'll give some numbers here. Four years, $68 million contract extension, 27 and uh, $743 million in guaranteed salary. I'm with you. I know a lot of times we don't talk ne- too negatively about the Steelers on this platform, but How can you not like this? There's nothing bad I can say about it. Highsmith is a dude who no doubt has earned this deal with his play, with his demeanor, his attitude. He is a Pittsburgh Steeler. He, you know, he embodies what it's like a a walk on in college. And then a guy who obviously, you know, had to prove the doubters wrong to ultimately Get where he wanted to be in the NFL, which was a starting linebacker, an incredibly productive starting linebacker who amassed double-digit sacks last year, who still performed well in the absence of TJ Watt, even though he had Malik Reed next to him, who you know is not a guy that I see being an NFL capable player moving forward. He he was not good at all last year. So Alex Highsmith, the deal, you know, a lot of people might have said, "Oh, this is a." a lot of money, you know, he's now, whatever it was, the X highest paid linebacker uh, in the outside linebacker in the NFL. But for me, that was just natural inflation. You're going to see handful of guys continue to be signed. And before you know it, his deal is going to look like an absolute steal. Uh, it's still a little over half of what TJ Watt is. Um, I'm sorry. It's yeah, about half of what TJ Watt is making, uh, in terms of a yearly, uh, you know, annual salary. And I don't know if TJ Watt is one of the best players I've ever seen, but is he double the value of Alex Highsmith? That just shows the quality and the value they got in uh, Highsmith. And I agree with you. He's he's not going to be satisfied. He's not going to be one of those yeah. dudes who takes his money and goes to Barbados for three weeks. And, I think and that he's a player margarita that, that and truly –
1: yeah, I completely agree. I think that he's a player that truly loves the game and I'm not saying that yeah. these guys don't but you know, everyone's chasing the bag. I understand that. You know, you could you could be here one day gone tomorrow and, and you know, you don't play until you're 50 years old unless you're Tom Brady in this sport. So, um yeah, I mean it, again, all good stuff. So, let's talk a little bit about the Steelers draft class. Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., we kind of touched on. Um I think that beefing up the upfront just in free agency what omar khan has done um it's just and again i'm not like i people are always like you're a homer like talk like trust me there's gonna be a lot of room for growth with this dealer team they're young it's not like you know, these draft picks are going to come in here. They're going to have an instant impact, but they're also going to make a lot of, you know, errors. The speed of the game's different. Everything, you know, the competition isn't – you're not playing, you know, a Division two school the the first week. Like, you're playing the San Francisco 49 ers and it's going to be, you know, a little bit different, and things take time. Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, especially getting Joey Porter Jr. at 32, and then, you know, Broderick Jones, you know, that it's just everything wor- like if if you were to pick, i think you actually picked this uh when we were live on bleacher report if i'm if you, i mean people were telling me you know trying to get the lottery numbers from you um but this is like you know a dream come true for you know any steeler fan and i just you can't you can't say anything like there's really not anything negative except like let's see what they amount to on the field
0: i mean yeah there's, here's there's- Here's my pl- here's my plea to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Start Broderick Jones in week one. Play him right out of the gate. Yeah. Because if you start Dan Moore Jr. and he doesn't play well, you're going to resort to excuses. Oh, he was dominated by Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa, which is the reason they didn't win, right? Or the reason – The Pittsburgh Steelers struggled the first two games is because Broderick Jones didn't play. I want to alleviate the chance of all excuses. Start your first round draft pick. Obviously, you weren't confident enough in Dan Moore Jr. when you trade up for a a left tackle who is eventually going to be his replacement. So make Broderick Jones the week one starter. I will liken it to Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky last year. Kenny Pickett, by all measures, was ready to go. He was a five-year player at Pitt. Throw him into the fire. Let him learn those first few weeks. Even if he struggles, you're probably better off for it, especially because the Steelers want this young core to play together for a decade, of course. So, you know, don't make Dan Moore your Mitch Trubisky of last season. Don't have an excuse built in if you struggle early on in regard to your offensive line. Because the reason they addressed the offensive line is because they know they needed help. So provide that help right away. No need to sit back. and Because it's going to happen eventually. It's obvious, right? It's going to happen. That's my plea to the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: There you have it. I don't even know if I have anything to come back with. That was just damn good stuff. But I do, before we head out of here, um, I wanted to talk about the Steelers. Well, CBS Sports just recently said that Jalen Warren was their breakout player of the year. So let's kind of talk about how you think the running back, because we want to say here on the Sick Podcast, um, we do support the running backs. We we yes, understand,
0: sir. but we need a with, shirt. Running yes. backs are enough for us. Yes, but but, but and that but, might be a Yin's shop idea. The, shop there Yin's. you have it. But w- what
1: I will say about this is that the the. The dynamic of the NFL isn't what it used to be. You don't have the Jerome Bettises, you know, the Chris Futumatumal Like, you don't <laughs> have those type of type of running backs, um, and, and that's just the way it is. You, these guys, once they turn 27, 28 years old, that's considered old. You know, you, you get what you can out of them. It's a tough position, but we do know that the running back position opens up the passing game. So let's talk. Let's touch a little bit on Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, the one-two punch, and how you think that the game plan will kind
0: of go with the running game. Yeah, I'm with you. First of all, man, we need to be in the streets with our signs, like we support the running backs. We yeah, I mean, I running do. Back, <laughs> we, you know, running backs are enough for us. I think in the NFL nowadays, you're exactly right. These guys are in a lose-lose position to a degree because the more reps and touches you accumulate, the better your stats are gonna be. And generally, the better stats you have in any line of work, especially in sports, you're gonna get paid more. That's how you get the bag, right? You play well, you get the bag. Mm -hmm. But with the running back position, teams look at it and say, oh, he got all these reps. I don't want this guy. He's gonna he's gonna fall off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, his stats were good, but you know what? The backup he doesn't have a lot of touches. Let me get this guy. It's 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 ass backwards. It, it's very tough for these guys for sure. And listen, man, like I'm not gonna sit here and completely be woe is me. Like these are get these guys are still getting millions of dollars. Like yeah. if you're Nick Chubb and you're making thirty four million dollars a year.
1: Like, okay. Yeah, Saquon Barkley just it. got 11 for one <laughs> 11, year. Million. I mean, right. bro, I mean, I understand like you're putting your body out there, but <laughs> if you survive. can't live off $11 million a year, man. Come
0: on. Like, yeah. I'm just keeping it real. Like I'm it's not $11 million. Add, like, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. We can't sit around here and act like these guys are deprived. Like, you know, they're... <laughs> You know, still putting their bodies on the line. It's not nobody's saying it's an easy job or easy life. There's a lot that comes with it, but yeah, yeah at the end of the day, they're they're you know there's backup running backs who are like shit. I'd love to be in that spot uh, and make an 11 million dollars. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a good dynamic duo as you mentioned. The Steelers have. I expect Najee to have a big big year. He's healthy. The line is better, and Jalen Warren is an absolute beast, and he's going to help Najee have a big year because he's going to get. 25% of the playing time, at least he's their third down back, uh, you know, I think Average at this five point. yards per carry last five year. yards a carry last year. So you mix in, you know, sprinkle in a little sugar and spice. And I think they're, like you said, that's going to open up the passing game and help a young quarterback and a young offensive line.
1: Yeah. So I would say going into Steelers training camp, on the offensive side, for me, who I'm going to be watching out for, I say three players, I'll agree with you, Kelvin Austin, just because I didn't know what the heck. I was up there uh, during training camp, and I was just asking all the guys that I knew up there, and they were like, we have no idea. I don't know if it was like yeah. they were keeping it a secret or what, but uh, I'm happy to see that you know he's healthy and going to get out there. George Pickens would be my number two. I think he becomes an NFL superstar this year. Um, and number three... Jalen Warren, man, I think he's going to have a big year. I don't, I I think that that another thing with Jalen is that they're going to be able receiving as well. I think out of the backfield, I think that they're going to, you know, I think Matt Canada is going to have some, some cool little uh, goal line things. Uh, So let us pray. And uh, yeah, that's my, my, that's my three Steelers going in the training camp, Uh, sick podcast Steelers crazy. will be up there. Uh, So just check our socials we'll be posting and, Ah, uh, keeping you informed and doing this every week, but yeah, before we get out of here, Mike, give your let's uh, solidify your three guys who they should be looking out for up at La Trobe, and and so happy if if you guys can get out there. Um, La Trobe is just, I mean, I know with uh, the pandemic and stuff, it was tough and it was two or three years off, but man, it is just, it's it's a beautiful college. University and in the, the, they just do the tradition and just it's just like one big family Steeler Nation. So I would suggest anyone any out of towners that listen to our show just make sure put it on your bucket list to go up and to Steelers training camp. Uh, you y- you won't regret it.
0: A hundred percent. And uh I'm with you on Jalen Warren, man. It's a real interesting thing that can happen next year, which is Najee Harris. Uh, you know, next year, going into next year is his last year. We'll see if the Steelers decide to pick up his option, but very, very interesting storyline there. That's neither here nor there. What is here? Like you said, is Steelers training camp. Uh, I'm going to throw out a couple names at you. I've been giving out so many names. If anybody has watched this podcast, or I should say, I've been giving out the same names over and over. So I'll try and switch it up a little bit. The first name I'll give out is Keanu Benton, defensive lineman Mm -hmm. from Wisconsin, another rookie Nick Herbig, our boy, came on the show and was absolutely glowing about Keanu Benton. Let's see how he looks next to Cam Hayward because the Steelers really, really need some extra uh, you know, beef on that defensive line, man. They need they need it. They need the damn porter. You House, do defense because
1: so. I just realized that I did all <laughs> offense. So did you, you really? Did you th- yes. I I Jalen Warren, Pickens, and yeah.
0: All right, I'll stick with defense, even though I was going to throw one offensive guy in there, but I'll hit that at the very, very end. Okay. Uh, So Keanu Benton is one, and then let's talk a little bit about Joey Porter Jr. I mean, how can you not? This is a guy, obviously, that we want to start week one. I don't know if he's going to. I think Levi Wallace is. But, I mean, this guy is so long. I expect him to be intercepted, passes, making crazy catches left and right, like – that Justin Jefferson catch he made last year. I just saw that shout out the quarterback show on Netflix. So JPZ Keanu yeah. Benton uh, and, and I'll throw out one more. Of course, let's go with Marcus Golden. Maybe the, the another ageless wonder out there outside linebacker. He'll producer. Uh, he it. can take a ton of pressure off Highsmith and Watt. So I'd, I'd like to see what he does in camp, how he looks in camp. I don't know how many preseason snaps he's going to get in the games because he's another, Uh, older player who just doesn't need him honestly but his leadership is definitely going to be uh you know visually we'll be able to check that box off all right and the last thing i want to mention is we talked to our guy who's been hooking us up for a long time one of our great steelers agents and when i was on the phone with this guy he told me he said let me tell you what mike pat fryer has a different look in his eyes that's what he said he said he has a different look in his eyes. He's gained like 20 pounds of muscle. He's faster. He's stronger. He said, bro, he is going to explode this year. Not just like a casual, you know, good, you know, DC yeah. year for a tight end. He's saying he is going to ball out. And I think he jumps in that top five, maybe top three tight ends in the NFL conversation when it's all said and done. So, There's another offensive player, make it four, but keep an eye on Moot. I love it. I'm ready, man. The Pirates gave us
1: a little bit to be hopeful for at the beginning of the season, but it is officially Steelers' time, baby. And it gets no better than on this sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. Joining us, Um, I'm Jay York Football. This is Miked Up Sports One. And we will see you next week. We support running backs.
0: Hour. We support running backs.
1: Hey, get your money, man. That's what it's about. But at the end of the day, it's the next man up. Run it.
0: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, dealers Crazy, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.